0: TELUS International Studios, where customer experience meets digital transformation.
1: And you are very welcome back to TELUS International Studios. Now, one of the big talking points across the business world, and indeed on this podcast series over the last few months, has been how rapidly companies and organisations have had to digitise how they do business. They've had to develop e-commerce sales channels, adopt digital payment solutions, and in many cases completely change how they engage and communicate with customers and clients. So much change so quickly is, of course, not easy. But there are companies out there whose purpose it is to make it easy, or at least to make it easier. And actually, it's been fascinating to see just how much to the fore these companies have become. One good example would, of course, be Shopify, the e-commerce sales platform. Uh, John Reardon, who was a guest on this series not so long ago. But I'm delighted to be joined by um, the chief customer officer at another one of these companies who, again, have had a busy, busy year really helping the rest of the world's companies do better in terms of digitization and adapt to the modern reality of of having to do business. And that guest is Glenn Weinstein, again, Chief Customer Officer at a fascinating company called Twilio. How are you, Glenn? I'm good, Patrick. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you. And you, are very good for joining us. Now, of course, I'm going to ask you all about Twilio in just a few moments. But firstly, I did want to pick up on what I mentioned in my intro, this idea of companies having to digitally transform their operations, I suppose, at the speed of light as a result of COVID. And I know this is something you surveyed company leaders about quite, re- quite recently. Is that right? We did. We commissioned a blind survey last summer, Patrick, of uh,
0: 2,500 um, organizations, 500 employees or greater, and asked them the uh, what was the impact of COVID-19 on their digital transformation and digital communication
1: strategies. What jumped out at you in terms of some of the more interesting and, and uh, important facts and results?
0: Well, with this this digital engagement survey is one of the most striking surveys that I've seen in my career, uh, in that well over ninety, in some cases ninety five percent of respondents reported a major acceleration in their adoption of digital communications technologies and their digital transformation strategy. It was as if years of bureaucracy and decision making and budgets, uh, budgets. Uh, the trade-offs had all been short-circuited and uh, what would normally have taken months or years was being done in days or weeks for the reason that you've uh, uh, largely for that, you, that you've described Patrick which is when you immediately lose some of your face-to-face business transaction models and have to figure out a way to do contactless or or non-face-to-face transactions it creates a sense of urgency to figure out a way to do that and companies by and large and, and government organizations as well had to figure that out very quickly.
1: And there's been various sort of you know numbers put in terms of how how, how truncated the actual that tr- that transformation journey ha- ha- has has had to become. And I, and in your survey, you point to um, up by around six years. so what what a, what a company may have had in the pipeline for six years' time has now suddenly happened already that's right we asked on average how uh, how much acceleration
0: have you seen in your digital uh, transformation strategy and the average response was 6 years and this is a uh, this was a global survey including responses not just from the uh, united states where twilio is based but also in japan and australia uh, in france and countries all around the world it was a ubiquitous uh, response it was across industries it was across company sizes and and uh, company and, and organization types So really um, uh, an overwhelming survey and One of the detailed, uh, interesting details in those answers was that uh, what companies mean by accelerating their digital communications and transformation strategies is adding new channels, going from single channel to multi channel, um, adopting uh, business, let's say, over uh, using SMS, where that had never been done before uh, by their company or organization. Um, these are um, ideas that maybe would have uh, would have been gotten to in a year or two, and, and suddenly had to be done in in uh, like I said, in weeks or months.
1: And that's, you know, it was it was you kind of touched on my next question there, because it's one of those it's one of these terms kind of like culture and various other things that have been. uh, We hear so much. uh, That's the term digital transformation. Um, But I suppose I'd be interested in your in your definition of like, what is your definition? How do you define digital transformation? Because it's a term that's bandied around an awful lot. um, But I love to hear it grounded or various people's sort of interpretation of it.
0: Sure. Yeah, well, Twilio is is a technology infrastructure company. So fundamentally, what what our customers are doing is very concrete and very easy to explain and understand. And and, uh, it does get lumped into a a, a general kind of a banner called digital transformation. But really what we're talking about is using uh, communications technology to uh, reimagine a business process. So uh, a simple example in retail is uh, companies, uh, retailers, let's say, sporting goods stores, where their the uh, 99% of their business in the past has been customers coming in the store, uh, picking up merchandise, and checking it out at a cashier. Suddenly, um, um, retailers all around the world had to invent a way to do curbside pickup or contactless delivery. Um, uh, in the early days of the pandemic, thinking back to uh, you know nine or ten months now, um, the uh, there wasn't much figured out. You know, you pull into a parking spot and and uh, flag somebody down through the window or something like that but pretty quickly retailers started to put up signs in in, uh, in in a parking spot saying when you arrive text a message to this phone number and a store agent will bring your order out to you um, that uh, at, at scale you know there, there's some systems required to make that happen very smoothly but that's really what we're talking about that's a, a great and simple example of taking what you might call an analog business process walking into the store and going to the cashier uh, into a digital process where you pay online, you arrive at the uh, store and your delivery is done online.
1: And so what is Twilio doing in the back end to make the front end so seamless? So Twilio um, uh, offers um,
0: communication services. So there's basically two ways that customers consume the services that Twilio has to offer. Uh, One is uh, software developers can actually use Twilio directly in their uh, software applications using what we call our APIs, our application programming interfaces, um, to uh, let's say uh, modify a point of sale system to um, be able to receive an SMS text message. And the, and the uh, the Twilio magic lies in the integration between software and the world's communications network. So, SMS, for example, travels over telecommunications providers, Uh, uh, Twilio provides the glue that puts together the software with the telecommunications provider. Um, We also offer things like uh, putting voice calls over the internet, Uh, Twilio offers APIs for that. Um, The second uh, major way that customers consume Twilio services is through other products who build on top of Twilio. So Shopify is a good example of that, where um, there are communications capabilities built into applications, uh, contact center applications, um, e-commerce applications that provide these types of communications. And very often Twilio or a company like Twilio is behind the scenes powering those communications.
1: And in terms then of uh, actually integrating uh, your infrastructure into, you know, a, a company system, a company IT infrastructure, uh, it sounds, you know, potentially quite complex and 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 difficult. Um, are there third parties who actually sort of sit in the middle and, and do, you, do you sort of help every company with that integration or are there third parties that you work with and partner with who will do that and sort of sit in the middle? It's a little bit of both, Patrick. Um, you know, for, uh,
0: Twilio is a very popular platform among software developers. We have eight million software developers in the Twilio developer network. So uh, chances are, if you've got a software development team, uh, that team probably already knows about Twilio. Maybe has done our tutorials or or that sort of thing. Um, but um, additionally, Twilio being a multi-billion-dollar company, there are Um, uh, practices within consultancies like systems integrators and and the like that uh, specialize in programming to application um, interfaces like Twilio's. Um, There are certified partners and then um, other types of companies, particularly uh, in the contact center space, um, where traditionally uh, there have been very large firms that, that assist companies in standing up and operating contact centers. Uh, the, the contact center providers uh, tend to have deep expertise in technologies like Tolio.
1: And I know certainly from an Irish perspective, and this is definitely an example that's very, very live at the moment. And um, I'm aware of maybe one of your partner organisations, Captia, who who you work with in Ireland to deliver and work with the HSE, the Health Service of Ireland, in relation to contact tracing. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Captia is a, uh, a
0: trusted and certified consulting partner of Twilio's, and um, they uh, were able to help HSE to get a quick win. Um, at the time uh, that the pandemic uh, hit everybody and really forced uh, some, some some changes to occur rapidly. Um, and Keptia actually helped to use Twilio's technology um, specifically in our messaging products. So that's for SMS, MMS, uh, uh, online chat, things of that nature, as well as our uh, voice products and our interactive voice response, or IVR uh, APIs, uh, to help HSE very quickly modernize and offer new services. Uh, um, and Ireland was really one of the very first countries that moved um, and I think set uh, set a great example for um, cities and states in countries like the United States to follow that example. Captia um, was one of the very first partners uh, in the global Tulio partner network um, uh, to be able to publish a case study that showed how this, uh, this was done
1: yeah so essentially if you're in ireland and you get an sms that's you know related to that the general um contact tracing procedures it was it that came through uh twilio's network and and twilio made it made it happen
0: uh that's exactly right and hsc is using uh using twilio technologies in lots of different ways uh, for example we uh we offer uh, offer um, an email um, a product called SendGrid um, that HSE is able to use to stay in touch with airport arrivals, uh, things of that nature, and uh, is even starting to look at um, uh, ways to accelerate and make vaccine distribution um, a more reliable process using communications.
1: That's really really interesting. I suppose from a, from a business perspective. Do you or maybe I guess your colleagues need to always be keeping an eye on what's happening in the world where the way things are going and always being creative and open minded about how Tulio can integrate and make these things happen can can sort of adapt to the way the world is going and help deliver what needs to be delivered at any given time? Well, there's a core
0: belief at Twilio that
1: communications
0: are at the heart of every business process. And I think that's increasingly true in a digital always on world where if uh, everybody's walking around with a mini computer in their pocket, that there really are no more back office business processes. Everything touches the customer and the customer wants to be made aware at every step in a process. So um, there's there's a general belief that Digital communications are the center of digital transformation. Um, um, Now, uh, I I certainly agree with your point as well that a company like Twilio or anybody in the contact center or communications or digital um, experience space has to to be uh, hyper aware of what's going on in the world on a a daily basis. Um, from both a positive perspective, um, being able to bring communications to bear to solve the difficult challenges we're all facing uh, globally, uh, but also to protect uh, these communications networks that are very uh, potentially uh, vulnerable to misuse. Um, uh, we see that, uh, unfortunately, in the United States on a regular basis with the um, various political activity that's been taking place here over the uh, recent months. And, uh, you know, Tulio plays an important role in protecting our communications networks against, um, against abuse. So we're, uh, we're right in the middle of a, a lot of positive and, uh, and also a little bit of, of guardianship of these networks.
1: Yeah, that was actually leads me to my one of the questions I was going to ask you because, you know, like with the contact tracing um, uh, service and I'm sure many of your other services, you are dealing with very sensitive data, with personal data. And um, this is something that obviously people are, are increasingly hypersensitive about. So in terms of your role within Tudio um, as as Chief Customer Officer, is this very high up in your agenda, staying on top of the protection of people's data and privacy?
0: It's at the very top of my agenda and our, our agenda uh, on the Twilio team there's really an important balancing act uh, that Twilio and companies like us um, need to master, which is um, the ability to open these communications networks for their very good use in all sorts of use cases that, even we can't we can't anticipate on a daily basis, while also keeping the network secure. Um, a, 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 a set of, an industry, if you will, that's been a, a little bit um, that sort of felt the brunt of this even before we, as communications providers, have is, are the social networks companies. Where, you know, a, an application like Facebook uh, started out as a great idea and was used for for fantastic use in bringing people together. But over time, we saw that there's a dark side um, to how social networks can be misused, and those companies have really built up uh, strong uh, top class capabilities in and it's an ever-evolving space, in how to protect their networks. And and uh, Tulio is, uh, I think, can be thought of very similarly in that uh, we're constantly evolving, in our approach um, to ensure that we provide a secure uh, secure access to the world's communications networks, while also taking care of the critical needs of our customers. You know, you can't it, it, you can't just shut everything down um, when you think about you know a critical SMS message that's going out for contact tracing or to alert uh, someone um, you know that they're um shot is ready, you know th- those messages are absolutely critical and have to get through. So we um, we, we face a very challenging balancing act.
1: Well, as chief customer officer, what are what, well, I suppose maybe not what a typical day is because I'm sure there's no such thing. But you know what what is your role? Who who are you dealing with, and 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 what else is at the top of that list of priorities for you?
0: The highlight of my role is hearing our customers' stories of how creative companies and software vendors are using communications to to transform um, how they do business. Um, uh, one of the um, um, favorite companies, uh, customers of Tulio that I um, have done some work with over the past year is Lyft, um, the the, the ride-sharing uh, yeah. network, where they they uh, have really transformed how they look at um, how, what they define as a contact center and how they how they communicate with customers, um, and and they've used Tulio technologies in super creative ways uh, to both make drivers and and passengers more efficient, but also to respond. Um, to how that business changes in a uh, in a pandemic world, um, and also how Lyft can protect their passengers and their driver uh, and their drivers in emergencies. So you know you think about an off the shelf contact center application. It's it's uh, not going to be able to meet the needs of these sorts of emerging complexities that a company like Lyft faces. So Lyft has use a combination of off-the-shelf technologies along with deep customization um, powered by Twilio and and built by Lyft software development team to solve really interesting problems around how to, for example, patch in Uh, patch in security personnel or police personnel into a conversation, a chat conversation that's already occurring between, let's say, a Lyft driver and a a Lyft contact center agent. Um, Small uh, technology wins like that have a really big impact on on customer and driver safety. These are not things Twilio could have thought of, but our customers like Lyft uh, put our technology to these incredibly creative and valuable uses. So as chief customer officer, I get to hear these stories every day. I get to help customers uh, to make sure that these ideas uh, can be realized using our technology. But um, it's been eye-opening and it continues to be eye-opening for me every day, seeing the power of creativity of software developers in particular.
1: That's a really interesting story. And you mentioned that word creativity a number of times. And one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, from the last year or so, you're you're working so closely with with these amazing companies uh, who have had to adapt so quickly to such a a massive and unforeseeable um, change in in the way they have to do business. What are the soft skills that you have seen that you would say, if if I was to bottle the skills that you need to adapt quickly, uh, what would they be? And I guess creativity is probably up there.
0: Creativity is up there. Uh, You know, a a simple formula might be to empower your software developers. Um, uh, Our CEO, Jeff Lawson, recently uh, published a book called Ask Your Developer, which tells the story of Twilio. And... Um, how we've emerged uh, to be a, a prominent uh, player in the contact center and in the communication space. And it really all comes down to developer, software developers can do amazing things. Um, and uh, you can sort of look at them one of two ways. You can either put them in the back office and, uh, and just hand them requirements, or you can, Uh, give them problems to solve. And software developers over the years have proven um, to be incredibly creative and passionate when empowered. Um, And that manifests itself in these new age, new economy companies that have emerged. Um, I I think Shopify again is a terrific example of that where new companies that are basically built on their software platform, where software is key to their value proposition are outperforming in in a creative sense and in a business sense, Legacy companies that have been in their space for years, um, payment companies that preceded the internet era, um, didn't think of Square. They didn't think of Shopify. They, they. Um, uh, it took a new way of thinking for these kinds of companies to come along, and you know we believe a big part of that secret sauce is they're based on software. And uh, so um, I, I, if I was a business leader, if I was a you know a, had a contact center or an IT shop that I had some responsibility for, I would be looking for ways to let my software
1: developers solve problems that's really interesting and the other question then that i'd like to ask you is as a chief commercial uh, as a chief uh, customer officer what skills do you believe you have that make you a great cco and what do you think in general are the skills that, that make a good cco
0: well, this will sound like a cliche, Patrick, but I think um, people that can stride the line between uh, business and technology are our most valuable uh, staff members at this point. So you want to, uh, you know, just as we're saying, or I'm saying, you know, software developers should be given creative problems to solve, the the way that you, um, as a developer, can appreciate how to solve those problems is to truly understand your customer. Uh, so getting experience um, in on the customer-facing side of a business is really critical. Uh, I personally have. I've spent a lot of my career in consulting um, and have built, and, uh, built solutions for customers. And I've been, you know, I've sat in those customers' offices and, and sort of donned their, uh, their, their clothing for the day and really understood their business problems. And to take that back now as, you know, working for a technology provider like Twilio, um, I think for me, at least, has been a valuable a valuable skill set. And, uh, you know, as we see software developers now playing um, more of this DevOps-type role where, you know, nobody is insulated from the customer. Every software developer in some way is touching production, is in touch with users, uh, can see the impact of their changes. These are really great, um, great ways that the software development world is evolving. And I think one of the best outcomes of that is this ability to now turn around and empower developers um, with problem statements and not specs Um, uh, don't don't tell your software developers exactly what to do tell them what problem to solve so uh, give them some experience uh, make sure that they can uh, empathize with the customer and then use that experience to build better software
1: well you have i know spent a lot of your career building teams to build a great team and to keep a great team. Obviously, you were talking there about, about um, software developers and how to empower them, treat them right, which I guess is, is central to, to an approach for a team leader. Anything else you can tell us about over your years, what has helped you to build and keep great teams?
0: Uh, well, um, uh, on a personal level, I'm a military veteran. I was an officer in the in the United States Navy, and I still take some of the lessons that I learned in uh, military leadership uh, here in the, quote, civilian world, uh, working for a technology company, uh, where people are, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, people are not necessarily motivated by pay or bonuses or Incentive schemes—they um, don't. Uh, the, there really is no such thing as the coin-operated uh, sales rep, and these these terms that we throw around in the technology industry. People are motivated and passionate about a mission. Um, Now, in the military, it's easy to define that mission, but in the civilian world, it's just as important um, to have a clear mission, to articulate it, to be consistent about it, and to give every member of your team a way that they feel that they're contributing to that mission, and uh, I, I really firmly believe that people will work harder and show greater dedication to a mission than to trying to earn an incentive bonus. Uh, that's a core belief of mine. It actually happens to be a core belief of Twilio where um, we, uh, we don't have uh, cash bonus schemes. Um, we, we motivate by mission and uh, every company can find that mission.
1: And how did a, a naval officer go from the military uh, into consulting and then into the world of customer experience? <laughs>
0: um well I was I think I was born with my hands on a keyboard. Um I really? had a Commodore 64 and Oh, I had one as well, and... I remember. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the the navy was was a, a wonderful experience for me, but I I had a funny feeling even back then that I would end up behind a keyboard.
1: So this is so you and I, I guess is that what you were very hands-on on? in the in the military? Did you have a sort of a technology role?
0: Far from it. I was an able flight officer uh, in an anti-submarine squadron, so um, wow. I, I I did not get to use my uh, software development skills uh, in the Navy. But uh, so, but I am a I, I do view myself I, I identify as a developer, and uh, and I I also actually think that's an important key to success. Uh, it's not not necessarily that everybody needs to be a software developer, but I I think it's important. To, uh, to not shy away from you know, the, the importance of getting a little, at least a little bit of hands-on experience and having a path for software developers to reach um, executive levels in your company.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure it was, y- you must be fascinated and very happy about how how software developers have shot up the value chain In recent years, you know, I guess a few decades ago, there would have been few and far between doing interesting things, but maybe not seen important in the the general business world as they are today, because today everything is software and software developers really are a a key to so much of the business that we're seeing being done today in the world. You're right, Patrick. I, I saw that in the in the breadth of my career. I remember uh, in my earlier
0: days that uh, developers were viewed as a commodity, uh, and uh, the ch- the cheaper we can get you know and get them, the better. And and that just has really been flipped on its head in the last decade or two, where um, we've recognized that it is it's it's a creative field, um, it's an artistic field, and it is the uh, probably the number one driver of business value in the last decade. So that's been incredibly gratifying for me. I still have my hands on the keyboard. I do the tutorials as Twilio releases new APIs and new features. And uh, I think that helps me to understand what our customers are doing.
1: Okay. Well, finally, crystal ball time. Um, as I mentioned, it'll be CX leads, operations leads who will be, who will be listening to, to this in the main and, and business leaders and those working in technology. And I guess my question is, from, from uh, in your opinion, what do um, CX and operations leads need to be doing right now? And even business leaders need to be doing right now to prepare themselves for success for, you know, your, the five years time or 10 years time?
0: Um, I believe that um, the world of communications is going to the cloud as aggressively as other things like databases and CRMs and HR systems have uh, before us. We still have the last vestiges of on-premise technology in communications. We have closets full of telco telco, uh, equipment. COVID put a big dent in that. And I think we'll finally see that work its way out of the system over the next three to five years. So to whatever extent your your company is still relying on on-premise technology in uh, communications, I would be preparing for that shift. Um, I would also continue to focus on the need to digitize every business transaction. I don't think consumers are going back. Um, the analog uh, the analog approaches aren't going away, but there will always be uh, there will be an expectation in the future that they're augmented by digital. Even if I walk into the sporting goods store in the future, you know, hopefully without a mask on at some point, um, I still want to be able to receive updates about orders by text message. I want to respond to those texts by voice. I want a multi-channel, seamless conversation, and um, uh, that uh, that doesn't go away when the pandemic goes away.
1: Well, finally, speaking of things not going back, do you believe that um, people will go back to the office? Um, And if not, uh, or certainly if not fully, uh, what does that mean for uh, team leaders and managers? Um, I can tell
0: you that Twilio is planning on going back to the office. And we do believe that humans are social creatures and uh, we crave the connections that we get um, from being around people. Um, uh, Just to put my own prediction hat on, um, um, where I think we're headed now, what Twilio is preparing for is a hybrid office world where in the past, to be completely honest, we expected employees in the office five days a week, uh, even at Twilio as a software company. Um, I think that expectation will permanently change where people have recognized we can be just as productive, potentially more productive working remotely, but we don't wanna do it five days a week. So uh, that's the the future of Twilio. And I think the future of a lot of companies will be um, a few days a week in the office, a few days a week remotes, and we'll find the right mix that maximizes uh, productivity but we, we weren't put on this earth to be a, all by ourselves all the time and i don't think we're i think we'll be very glad to get back to our offices
1: yeah now what you say means that in in any event communications is going to stay central to us as as, as a species and tulio's role in that i'm sure is just going to get more and more interesting so look it's been fascinating speaking with you that's glenn weinstein chief customer officer at tulio thanks again for joining us glenn you're welcome patrick And thank you very much for tuning into this episode of TELUS International Studios. Glenn is such an interesting guest. Um, But as I mentioned at the very start, John Reardon of Shopify, who we've mentioned many times in this interview, was also a recent guest in the series. And we have had so many other fascinating people from the world of customer experience and technology just doing so many interesting things as featured guests on this series so I really would encourage you to jump in and uh, listen through our back catalogue of, of episodes of this series and of course as ever if you like what you hear it really helps if you uh, subscribe or follow send it to a friend make sure we get it out there if you think that there's going to be something of value to one of your colleagues or your 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 network we're going to be back very soon with another episode here at TELUS International Studios and until then thanks for listening and take care Thank mm-hmm. you.